Welcome, everybody, to Radomania! Hey, everyone. Say hi, Squeezer. Hi, guys. Um, Is that yeah. a mic check more than anything? What's that? Is that a mic check more than anything? Yeah, that's how you check your mic right there. Oh, man. Okay. The Radomania show. Radomania, everybody. Wrestle, favorite WrestleMania, retro WrestleMania moments. I got my Radomania shirt on. Yeah, the Radomaniacs. Let me tell you something, brother. Hulk Hogan was very biblical on Instagram the other day. He was like, listen, brother, we're worshiping too many wrestlers, brother. Athletes, brother. Brother musicians. Brother brothers, brother. And God's the only brother we should be brothering. <laughs> That's why this plague's brought upon us. I don't know if you knew that Hulk Hogan was a prophet. You know, I hear him say a lot of things. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone heard him say a lot of things. That's why, uh, uh, for occasion, he was banned from the WWE. <laughs> <coughs> uh, he's back now. Yeah, he's back. I love the Hulkster. I'm a, you know, I'm a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Uh, he's, uh, did he, does he qualify for that old man forgiveness thing now? I know we're kind of not allowed to do that anymore, but I think he, he's reached that, like, Oh, Grandpa. I think you can forgive anybody for anything, really, except Hitler. I'm watching. Yeah. I told you, I'm watching um, The Plot Against America. Yeah. Oh, there's some scenes in there that make my blood boil. Mm. I mean, it's not real, but I'm, I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, this is real. What the fuck? <clears throat> it's a good show. Uh, phone lines are open, 484-262-9645. If you... Would like to call. Uh, if you call and you can't get through, let me know because I'll probably have to call you back and get this thing kickstarted because that's usually how it works. Because <clears throat> um, it's you know a pain in my butt. Uh, Squeezer, how Yo. was your how's your quarantine going? It's um, as great right now. It's nice out. I was able to get outside a little bit. Try to. Tucker the kids out a bit so I can get some work done. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's wheeling and dealing, pushing bike with one hand, and it's tough to balance your drinking life with your outdoor life. Uh, uh, no, my my, my outdoor my. No, I'm saying my, me. I'm it, saying for oh, myself. You. Yeah. Well, you go drink outside. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's what we it's did. It's a pandemic. You can do whatever day. you want. Pocket <clears throat> beers. Right. Yeah. But. Uh, I, it's like, do we exercise and go for a walk, or do you start drinking immediately as soon as you get home? You know, everything you read on the you news. Go for a walk with a beer. Yeah, if we're going for a short walk, but if we go for a long walk, I got a teensy bladder when I drink alcohol. You have a teensy bladder when you drink anything. Yeah, yeah. Get the, that's why you go in many, the woods. You have trees. How many gallons of Take coffee are you at so far? No, I only had two cups today, and then I cut myself short. I'm uh -huh. like, I'm done. You're being a good boy. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, so you, I get home and I'm like, oh man, want to crack that beer? Oh, thanks for reminding me. But I don't. Oh, we cracking a beer? Oh, you bastard! I only have Monster Hydro. I don't have any. What What are you drinking? For you too. Oh, a Heineken, nonetheless. That's cold. That's yeah, that hits. It's very cold. It was in the fridge. <laughs> it does. Oh man! Well, I have a few hours of well, after the show. I have to do some work for a few hours. That's why I was I was running around. You saw me, and you didn't. We didn't do a mic check because I was I was actually yeah. I had to I was do. Like, Hi. 
my stupid job was getting in the way of uh, our podcast. We're still maintaining an operation here as the media, doing a show every day, and I'm in here uh, just basically getting people paid, which is important. Um, <clears throat> quarantined in my office, I'm, of I'm a, I'm a shooter that is having people shoot things for me because I can't go shoot things. So You're more than that. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shooter <laughs> that chops video together and exports it. No. Um... You're a sweet boy, more than anything. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought. I was saying you're more than that, and then you fought it, and I just I, I just lost it. Okay, all right, fine. You're a shooter. That's it. You're a Thank lowly you. shooter. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Some. Yeah. So I was watching um, some Tiger King videos, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy is fucking... You know who the Tiger King is? I'm looking at his his like leg brace gun holster. Mm-hmm. I'm like the Tiger King's Han fucking Solo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ship that made the fucking castle run in less than twelve parsec, motherfucker. <laughs> He's just you know he would have turned Luke in that and- most Eisley Cantina. He would have been like, listen. When you watch a Jedi fight, do you like the Jedis with the long lightsabers or the short ones? Oh, you like the long ones? Well, you're gay. <laughs> I look. That ceremony at the end of A New Hope would have been... Yeah, it wouldn't take much to turn Luke, though. Right. <laughs> that ceremony at the end of New Hope would have been uh, uh, a marriage between a Wookiee, um, Han Exotic, and, and Luke all wearing matching pink shirts. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, Chewie's just the tiger of the Star Wars universe, you know. They've, yeah, they've right. Cub petting. I, I well, he he lures he he lures uh, Luke in with his his ship. Who's Carol? Jabba. Yeah, Jabba is that. Fuck, Jabba Baskin. That bitch. <laughs> uh, I take my fucking blaster and I shoot all my shit so she can't fucking get it. Um. Yeah, so I was like, man, he's just hot exotic. It's uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Luke says he loves him. He goes, I fucking know, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Hokey religions and ancient weapons ain't shit for a fucking blaster. I am gay. I love blasters. <laughs> I have a ship. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Joe Exotic is smuggles tigers. He's a smuggler. Uh-huh. He looks like a pirate. Uh-huh. He's Han Solo. Han Solo's lured a young farm boy onto his ship. You know, it's not too far off. This is the movie. I, this is the remake I want to see now that, you know, the Star Wars. Uh, Come on, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fuck it up much worse, so. Uh, sorry, I, uh, uh, Ismael Hernandez, I stumbled across a live feed of rad years. You sure did. <clears throat> yeah, Leia definitely. No, Jabba fed his first, her first husband to one of the huts. Uh, yeah, those Zarlac pits. Yeah, the Zarlac pits. He fed it. <laughs> I fucking know it. And if you got proof, call me, Han Exotic. <laughs> I am financially ruined. <laughs> That's why I had to take this job. 
with the resistance. <laughs> uh, Boba Fett's the guy who dresses in affliction shirts and bandanas with hats <laughs> that he signs over his ship to. So Jabba can't take it. Fuck you, Jabba Baskin. Don't everybody thank me at once, motherfuckers. I mean, I could keep doing Hanas. <laughs> I got a bad fucking feeling about this. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. Uh, what would he say when he uh, cuts open a tauntaun? <laughs> All right, he cuts open a tauntaun. <laughs> This smells worse than butt sex with the Tauntaun. Tiger doing Vince. Tiger doing, you know, Joe Exotic doing Vince? I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to WrestleFucking-Mania. <laughs> Bet he could turn anybody on that uh, roster. <clears throat> I'm sure, uh. That that one guy, that doctor, that doc doctor, uh, got his ancient um, medicine from China. His doctor, it's in. He's probably dealt with the W. He's a doctor in spiritual medicine. Yeah, spiritual medicine. So the whole Star Wars movie. I'll do the whole movie as Joe Exotic, uh, Han Exotic. Hey everybody, I'm Han Exotic, and I'm here to tell you that bitch Jabba fucking Baskin. Is fucking trying to ruin me financially. <laughs> it all works out, really, if you think about it. <laughs> um. Anyway, now I, again, uh, for the last time, I'll stop. <laughs> I, got, I got myself. We got. I got plenty of impressions to do today. I don't have to waste. Oh, this is just the impression show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have to blow my load on. Uh... Hey, if you guys, yeah, just uh, <laughs> fill out your bingo cards now. Um. Any uh, something to wrestle with? You can uh. You can check that off already. Yep. I don't know. I think um, I brought something to wrestle with to the world. I think Bruce and Conrad should give me more credit <laughs> for it. Thank you. Uh, you got three guys at work listening to it. That's right. <laughs> at least three. Mm. Maybe four. Well, Big knockers. You know, if you it. tried a little bit harder, you know, like Dougie got me watching Trailer Park Boys, so I appreciate that. Put a little effort in trying to get me into it. So, oh, I did all my impressions for you on the. What's uh... <laughs> uh, oh, my my haunt exotic in every show? Yeah, that's, yeah good. that's good. It's got material to work with too. Yeah. Uh, you should. We got to pull up a screenplay. I'm not throwing my. I. <clears throat> no. You can't I do. Can't. I. It, 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 it's it would be it would do it a disservice. That's well, mine's not great. I just <laughs> I just well, watch and it, it and I try to make. What does you know, it sound like? You just you know quote Star Wars in the Southern meth accent. You know? Yeah, right. Exotic is Joe Exotic is Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Exotic. Listen, fucking baby, Hulk Hogan's got the biggest fucking muscles I've ever goddamn seen. <laughs> These twenty-four inch fucking pythons should be roaming around in my goddamn park. They're so fucking huge. <laughs> Squeezer, come on, just give it a try. They want you to do it. The people want you to do it. I, I, I wouldn't even know I can't. 
Squeezer, Squeezer has something called shame and humility. What I'm clearly no, lacking. I don't have any humility. Just shame. <laughs> just shame. I clearly am lacking. I'll you. I'm I'm a dancing monkey. You start throwing things out. <laughs> I'll just hold out my hat then at the end for tips. And uh, that's how I do it. No, that's that's what I'm here. That's what I bring to the table. Squeezer brings intelligence and wit. I go for the easy laughs with the impression. No. Yeah. Intelligence and wit. Oh. Wit and wisdom of Squeezer. I gotta pop this chat out so I don't see the lag. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> They're chanting for you, Squeezer. Oh, I appreciate the love. <laughs> I can't. I wouldn't even know. I honestly don't know. I'm trying to even just force myself to sound like an actual man on this show <laughs> so this is an impression of me doing like a grown man and not a the little squeaky seven-year-old nasally boy um you sound you sound better like everyone over um i just want everyone to appreciate how good squeezer sounds over skype now that you're watching the news and you're hearing it, like other people like tom brady calling in the howard today it's not horrible get yourself a mic get yourself a setup and you know Come on. You're better than this, people. Yeah. If you know that you're going to be on TV during this whole thing, and you don't need a whole fancy set, and this isn't a fancy setup, but even if you want something simpler, they have mics that can plug right into your iPhone if you're just going to do it that way or like FaceTime or a, a little USB mic for like $10 go a long way. Oh, it drives me nuts. And the lighting. Can everyone, can we just, Please, everyone just have a three-point lighting kit in their house. <laughs> it's infuriating. Mm, that's pretty cool, Eric. From the diaphragm. Jim the Anvil Nineheart. He's my boss when I worked up at the summer camp. He used to always yell at us because we'd be like all meek I'm and shit. And he's like, jerking a guy from off. From the I'm, diaphragm. I'm stroking my fake goatee, everybody. Trying to get like I don't know. I can't do a Nineheart impression. I, uh, uh, you just have to sound Canadian to do Bret Hart. I'm the best there is, the best there was, eh? And the best there ever will be. And, and Jim, the bull, uh, the anvil here, and the bulldog, and Owen. We're here as the... Uh, yeah, I lost it. <laughs> it, it, it started to go kind of Jersey on you. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think who you actually did sound like that. Do it again? Uh, I don't even know if I could do the same impression again. Yeah. I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, eh? <laughs> hmm. It was almost a little Mike Myersy, actually. Which he's makes Canadian. sense. But he's, yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Uh, so we are talking our favorite retro, man, uh, WrestleMania, retro WrestleMania moments. I could do impressions, but I cannot speak. <clears throat> Poor impressions. Um, <clears throat> if anyone uh, uh, would like me to do, uh, just, just sit. If you want me tonight to, when I'm, before I go to bed, just put the live stream on in my office and just do a hot exotic for like an hour, an hour and a half. I'll gladly do it because I was doing it last night for about two hours when I thought of it. And I was just cracking myself up. Ultimate Warriors is like, all you people out there who don't believe in the warrior. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just guttural. That's just when Vince McMahon at least builds up to it. <clears throat> He's like, everybody, everybody, 
Hey, pal. Welcome to WrestleMania 13. <laughs> uh, but Warrior's just always in that. And he always, like, uh, blows himself out, running into the ring uh, at 100 miles an hour. He was the only one at WrestleMania 6 who couldn't use the ring carts. You know, he, had to, he still had to run and do his gimmick like a fucking lunatic. All right. I am all set. <clears throat> yeah, mm -hmm. Don't do steroids, kids. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe I'm going first this week. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, you are. I'm going to start with what I think is uh, one of the best uh, match, wrestling matches of all time. Uh, but I got to pot it up. Indiana. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> History here in Madison Square Garden, and there, that's what it is. Of Razor. There are no rules to ascend the ladder and remove both mental champion. So the best I could find was, I guess on YouTube, what these guys do is they cut like they cut clips out so that the algorithm yeah. doesn't find it, and you could actually watch the match pretty quickly. They just cut it like, you know, just like din, 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 din. So this was the ladder match, the first ever ladder match in WWF history between uh, Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels and the bad guy Razor Ramon, <clears throat> and Ramon looks so cool. He had the all gold. Razor and Ed and Shawn were at the top of their game at this and they're two of my favorite wrestlers hbk being my favorite at the time because hogan was gone to wcw and it just got stale and boring um <clears throat> i did not watch the brawl for all but this match was actually envisioned by brad hart he had the idea for it and they took it the funny thing is bruce pritchard told the story is they only had one ladder uh so if that ladder got like hold on i gotta sneeze squeeze or talk to the people if that ladder got broken then there's going to be nothing that they could do because they were shit out of luck because there's only one ladder. Bless you. Thank you. So uh, Shawn Michaels, before this, got, he was the Intercontinental Champion, and he failed a drug test, so he got sent home. And uh, he said, fuck this, I'm taking my belt with me. So he took the Intercontinental belt with him. Well, they had more than one belt, so they had the, uh, Razor Ramon won the vacant one. <clears throat> when Shawn showed back up, he claimed he's the true intercontinental champion because he never left. So it gave him the idea to put both belts at the top and wrestle for an undisputed spot. And this was just all the spots in this match were great. They planned it out beautifully and they, they, they really worked it. And the buildup to this was great. So I told the story before when I was a kid, uh, we went to a TV taping right before uh, WrestleMania 10 at stable arena, which is at Lehigh university. And, <clears throat> um, Shawn Michaels was coming out and Diesel was in his corner and Diesel would carry the ladder with him as, as they came out and they flubbed something and they had to go back uh, to the dressing room and do the entrance over. And I was like, wait, what the hell is happening? They just did that. Why are they doing it again? My dad looked at me and goes, this stuff's all fake, Ryan. They just said to reshoot something. Someone fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, Shawn would do his whole gimmick, carrying the ladder out. Uh, well, well, having Diesel carry the ladder out. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> set it up outside, you know, the whole build up to the match. In the match, they sent Diesel to the back, 
Uh, and it had that really cool X entrance for this. Uh, Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania 10. And this really stole the show. They let this go long. And um, I think Savage saw them in the back and was like, yeah, really nice match, boys. Really nice match. Kind of selfish. <laughs> Went a little long. But, uh, yeah, he was best. But these guys were, I mean, there's a reason they call Shawn Michaels the fucking showstopper. Uh, and, of course, you know, he always works hard for his buddies. He's going to try to make, you know, put Diesel over. He's going to try to put Ramon over later, Hunter and, and Kid. You know, you got to put your buddies over the click. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, my first pick. The ladder match from WrestleMania 10. Squeezer. That was... Oh, sorry. you have thoughts on it? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, so, you know, I was out for this time. I wasn't all in uh, during the whole new generation. It was right around 97-ish when I started getting back in. Like, one of my first matches I remember watching on Raw was that Triple H uh, Cactus Jack match with that god-awful pile driver through the table in the top of the ramp. But I went back, and our Hollywood video would have, the you know, the tapes. And I would just rent them. And this was one of the first ones I rented to kind of just catch back up. Mm -hmm. And this match just... From Coliseum on video. Yes. And this That's that loud. one I was like, after that, I was all in. Even though it was, you know, years earlier. But still, I absolutely love this match. And I'll just watch it every now and then, too, just because it's that damn good. It's a good one. Uh, all right. Here is Squeezer's first pick. <laughs> Bad, do you think Jim Ro or Jim Ross couldn't wait to make that call? Tyson, you know, Tyson, 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 Tyson. Uh, down goes Michael. Everyone loves the down goes Frazier line. The love to ape that, use that for their own needs. Um, this was huge. So yeah, the, the Montreal Screwjob pretty much started uh, the Attitude Era, but this is like the official stamp. Uh, kind of when it like this is its coming of age. This is its coming of age. This is <clears throat> its first WrestleMania. This is uh, math. What five months later ish? Uh, you know, Brett's gone, and now it's the the next night was the official. Uh, everyone says the Raw. The next night was the official star. McMahon presenting him with the belt, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Hunter reforming DX with X-Pac. You get X-Pac. And, and the New Age, New Age Outlaws. Outlaws. <clears throat> um, yeah, this is really like a, a, a milestone. And and this night, I remember, and because in the lead-up, too, I mean, the lead-up was awesome. The, the Austin Tyson stuff was great TV. Uh, and it was supposed to be a one-off. Um, there was a podcast I listened to. They talked about it. Um <laughs> And it just it worked out so well, and I was like enthralled. The Raw, Mike Tyson was, what's that? The Raw the next night was the first Raw after eighty three weeks that beat Nitro. H Nitro won the ratings were eighty three weeks in a row, and then 
after this WrestleMania, it was all over. And Bischoff knew it. He's like, as soon as they got Tyson, he's like, I knew the writing was on the wall. Not his and shitty it, booking. And and just all the characters started falling into place too. Like the the way DX formed together, Austin taking his place. Um, it really and it, it feels bad. Like you don't want to say like you needed uh, Shawn Michaels out of the way, but you you needed you, it gave other guys a chance to really step into the spotlight yeah and that well that's the whole thing like hogan would take take a break every now and then to give another guy a shine and hogan would put him over before he left like warrior bret hart did the same thing for michaels he put him Mm -hmm. over at wrestlemania 12 and then he he took a uh he took a couple months off to shoot lonesome dove he let a guy shine take a step away uh sprinkle a little dust on him as bruce would say and um move to the side but uh uh, yeah, Sean, who would come back and play a huge role in the future of the WWF. But at this point, yeah, it was time for Mick Foley, time for The Rock, time for Austin, and time for uh, DX to shine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, other I, love, I mean, crazy and gimmicks. this whole card uh, is stacked, too. It is a great pay-per-view as well, because this is also uh, 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 Triple H, Owen Hart was on this one as well. And you got the... Uh, uh, that dumpster match with the cactus. I loved. I loved and that. and I who? Chain, and uh, Chainsaw Charlie. There used to be this guy who'd cut my hair and he'd butcher ya. We call him Old Chainsaw Charlie. That's who I want to be. Um, I'll be in hose over my face. They won't know it's me. Uh, also, the um, Rock uh, Ken Shamrock Intercontinental Title match is really good one too. So mm. That's when he was starting to take over the nation too. Yeah, you know, that Rock was starting to get his push. Mm-hmm. So you saw all these guys just, you know, come into the forefront now. And it, that was a few months before I, I, uh, oh no, uh, yeah, it was a few months before I met the Rock, uh, '97, when he uh, was with the Fanny nation. Of- and all. Domination, fanny pack, and all. Mankind was there. Owen Hart, because uh, he was in the nation. I guess he moved to the nation after um, <clears throat> he kind of got ousted from the Hart Foundation. But uh, yeah, that's a hell of a mania. One of my favorites. One of my most memorable. Because mm-hmm. Austin won the belt, and that's all everyone wanted. Yeah, and and the on air. Because I'm not quite sure how well the the punch was worked it was the right camera angle because tyson's a professional but you don't want him to really clip michaels not that and you're sure the guy can control his punches but you never know if he's actually going to control his punch so probably made that i go wonky yeah (laughs) that's what it was it was it was that like short right hook that gave him back problems (laughs) it was that night uh, that the last ever night of the a re- classic Winged Eagle Wrestling Championship belt. Uh, the Big Eagle was introduced the next night, and then the Smoking Skull belt, and then a billion other belts to get to what the hell they're at now. Yeah, and at this point now, too, the uh, Scratch logo is pretty much taking over. Uh, not fully, but it will be. Not fully. It's not on but the it belt, was, but it's it's starting to be used yeah, more. Yeah, it was a long phase. It was a phase-out. Yeah. Phase-in, phase-out, phase-in, if you will. Oh yeah, that dude did. He did do a good Owen Hart impression. Uh, 
he's actually a friend. Bruce brings him up a lot on something to wrestle with. Oh yeah, the the ripoff of Sub Zero, the Yeti, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was we come out dressed like a mummy, Glacier. Yeah, Glacier. There's a guy called the Yeti who came out dressed <laughs> like a mummy. Yeah, Sonny definitely <laughs> made that eye go wonky. Nice, Adam. Sunny days, Brett. He misses sunny days. <laughs> it's called a championship, not a belt. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Vince. Pronouns, pal. Uh, all right, here is my next WrestleMania moment. Time ever in World Wrestling Federation history, a mixed tag with the Macho King Randy Savage and his partner, Sensational Queen Sherry, meeting these two, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes and his manager partner, Sweet Sapphire. Oh yeah, WrestleMania 6, look at him! Mixed tag, Macho Man King Randy Savage and that Queen Sherry! Inside that special, I gotta train him, I gotta run him! Baby, what you gonna do to Sherry? Sherry, when you feel strong, it's job, baby! I got a little pad to put you on! Whoa, you know it, it's coming for you! Anyone have any idea what he just said? <laughs> Listen, baby, the Megan Dream and Sweet Sapphire. We're coming in and we're going to wipe the floor with the Macho King Randy Savage. And, man, uh, Sweet Sensational Scary Sarah. You better be ready for Sweet Sapphire. She's going to take care of you, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> this was WrestleMania 6, and it was a mixed tag. It was uh, uh, Macho Man was no longer with Miss Liz. And... Um, he was Macho King, and uh, Sensational Queen Sherry was his, uh, who I always liked more than uh, um, Miss Liz uh, in uh, erotic department, if you know what I mean, Squeezer. Uh, so Macho I King, do. Macho yeah, King, I yeah, I know. I'll get get to the polka dots in a second. But Macho King uh, was wrestling the mixed tag, and Brother Love was actually part of this whole gimmick in the start. Uh, Brother Love would be in. Um, Macho and Sherry's corner, and uh, Miss Liz would be in uh, Dusty and Sapphire's corner on the road because they they would all drive together and, and travel together. That's when Bruce got to know uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Macho King. Yeah, Randy Savage, the best. And um, so this match, it was it was gut awful. It was, I mean, Dream and uh, Mach carried it pretty much the whole way. Uh, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the best match in the card and, and Dusty didn't look comfortable coming down in that ring card in WrestleMania six. Cause he just wants to dance the whole way down. And uh, so a lot of people have said over the years that the polka dots was a way of Vince to rib Dusty. Cause Dusty was like the biggest star from, uh, which would be Crockett or down South, whatever the fuck it is wrestling. So, um, they said that the polka dots were a rib and he was ribbing just like the name Virgil for uh, Ted DiBiase's manservant was a rib on Dusty because his real name is Virgil Runnels. And that might have been a rib, but I don't think the polka dots are a rib. In fact, I know Dusty Rhodes best for the polka dots. In fact, he, in my mind, became famous through most of the world because of his polka dot gimmick, his, his Hasbro action figure. His matches with sweet, sweet sapphire. I'm the common man. I'll come in and I'll do your plumbing. I'll fix your sink and your washing machine. And maybe I'll fix you too, baby. Um, that's what made him, you know, I think that's what made him a, a superstar across the world. Sure, his like wrestling prowess was 
Down South and WCW. But I, I love the stories when you hear about, like, they're trying to come up with a finish. And Vince is like, oh, God damn it, call Dusty. He'll give us a finish. And I'll tell you what you're going to do uh, with strap match. You're going to have the strap match finish. And that's how the road, that's how the dream would do it. So they were still calling. Uh, well, yeah, of course, there's some, uh, of course, rivalry and stuff with the, the factions. But, like, you know, Vince was always... Like, when a guy wanted to leave, just like Ric Flair, when he came in in 92, he was like, I want to go back down south. And he's like, yep, go ahead. You know, nope, no harm, no foul. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm the most recognizable figure in Hillbilly Homemade Tiger Zoos. <laughs> yeah, if he was, if Dusty Rhodes was Joe Exotic. What's up, everybody? I'm the American Exotic. I'm Dusty Exotic, the American Dream. I'm the Tiger Dream here, and I run the zoo. I'm the most recognizable zookeeper, and fuck Carol Baskin, that bitch. She financially ruined me, but you can't take down the exotic dream. No, you can't. It's <laughs> the best I can do. Um, but yeah, this match was classic, and it's it's just fun. It's like Dusty doing his... <laughs> You know, it's just dusty, it's dusty <laughs> stuff. And Mach is carried pretty much the whole thing. And Sherry could bump. Sherry could bump like anyone. She was a woman's champion, and she trained under Mula. Uh, <clears throat> but she, but Sapphire really couldn't work at all. So, you know, Sherry really had to, to uh, you know, try a lot in, the, yeah. in this. Uh, this would go on to Macho uh, feuding with Warrior and making sure Warrior lost that belt after uh, to Sergeant Slaughter. And then that would go to Warrior and um, Macho at WrestleMania 7, uh, which he would lose and have to quit in an I quit match. And he's like, Miss Elizabeth, will you marry me? <laughs> Sounds like Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> but, uh, and then Dusty would go back uh, not long after this to um, WCW, baby. Uh, but yeah, that was that was that was it. That was a great match. His his first and only WrestleMania appearance. Uh, well, no, he might have been in some later ones, but his first. Um, all right, Squeezer, your next pick. I pulled the whole clip because I ran in the same problem as you, finding audio that I could pull of this that allegedly, Adam, allegedly, because um, uh, it was all chopped up. And the way it was announced, too, it didn't make sense. So I couldn't just run with it. So I pulled that. Where's it going? Oh, you just told me. All right. Anywho. Oh, he's going for the toys. Is he going to recreate this for me? Anyway, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to grab my slaughter. Thanks, buddy. I was like, where's he going? <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 7. Uh, who, what you are looking at right there might have been the most hated man in America uh, going into this. With one exception, this guy. I fucking love Sergeant Slaughter. I don't care if there's an Iranian sympathizer. I, <laughs> I, I love um, Slaughter too until he, he turned and because uh, I was the biggest Hogan mark. I was, I was, like, I was a heel you. guy though. I like 
you know, I was a Macho Man guy. I was a Jake the Snake guy. Even back then as a little kid, I I don't know why I gravitated to them. Maybe it's because I was just so sweet that I, I needed that, that darkness in my life. Yeah, but Jake went um, babyface for a while. They even sold Damien and a, a rubber Damien in a fucking bag from Hasbro. I had it. Yeah, but he's still the, he's still his best. Well, then he turned into like the fucking evilest of all evil heels. The the whole snake on Macho Man's arm yes. on Superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Oh my god, it traumatized me. Aw, Eric, really? That that's awesome. Is is he? Because did you see uh, Slaughter in action live at all? Yeah, a lot. Did I saw him at Rockney Hall at Central Catholic? Oh shit! Yeah, because you saw a lot more shows back then than well did. Well, Jeffrey sure. used to work them, and then he yeah. would take us to him. So he fought that uh, Colonel Kirshner, Corporal Kirshner, whoever the hell it was, uh, at Rockney Hall, and I, I remember getting puffy stickers. That was like what the merch I bought, like WWF puffy stickers. Yeah, so um, post match, uh, this would he would um, slaughter would fireball Hogan, um, and then this so this was actually like almost like the beginning of eh, the, like the not even the highlight of the feud. It didn't end here because it went all the way through, and they were doing Desert Storm matches. Match made in heaven, and a match made in hell. SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's up. What? Like you knew, you know exactly what pay per view I was going through next. Yeah. Um, this is Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, WrestleMania Seven for the title. Um, it was huge. The heat on Slaughter was brutal. Um, but they the, the whole threats, the whole venue changed because of that. They think it's just they couldn't sell a hundred thousand seats. Ah, well. Mm. Um, it's a good match, and I'll tell you what. Anyone that says Hogan doesn't bump, Hogan took bumps in this match. <laughs> well, if if you watch if you well, if you watch the watch back with Hogan and Slaughter, yeah, like Slaughter oh, calls him out for, for not taking any bumps. <laughs> I was just watching it last night. It, it that is a little frustrating because it's uh, somewhere in like they're not quite breaking kayfabe like they are, but they're not. It's you're kind of. You're in limbo. Like, where where are they going with this? Hogan's like, right they, there, brother. Right there, yeah. brother. Right there, brother. I'm taking a um, I'm taking a shot right there. Yeah. Uh, Hogan bled. He was busted. Oh open yeah, in this he was one. busted open, hired. Um, and he took it the hard way too. Lost the match. Um, because Slaughter had him pinned for like a ten count while Adnan was distracting the ref. Uh, yeah, he, they say that in the watch along too. He's like, yeah, oh, you had me yeah. down for 10 right there. Yeah, so I went back. I watched this match like twice. Um, it was fun. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun with it. And like the heat on them is great. And then the finish. I, I wondered, like, I wondered if, I always wondered if Sarge was comfortable wrestling in that gear. And he says during the, the watch along that it wasn't the most comfortable yeah, shit to wrestle in. Not comfortable. Wearing the khaki like, pants over his normal wrestling gear. Yeah. Um,. And he's already, he, he, I mean, he, he's a, a fit fellow, but it's not like you could tell, like, he was already, it's not the most limber of guys. Um, both Hogan and Sarge go to the top rope in this. Um, Sarge with a, a knee drop off the top, which is more of like a stomp um, that he lands. And then Hogan actually gets held up by Adnan and then gets tossed off 
the top rope. I so, love yeah, Hogan was. I love um, the bloody camel clutch in this. Yes, oh, <laughs> bloody camel clutch, and the <laughs> Adam from in Virginia with the Hogan, like he has like a um, a spine injury. Hogan flops around at one point in this match. I'm dead brother. Like. Like like you just took like you caught like a perch and just laid it on the shore in the sun and w- just watch it flop around, gasping for breath. Um, it, it's oh. a really fun match. Oh, we got a call. We got a call. Uh, I'll wrap it up. It's a really fun match and it's your typical uh, Hogan finish where out of nowhere he just taking the shots, hulking up and then boom, like dropping. Hello, hello. Oh hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? Well, I gotta... Are you still doing uh, a little bit of the WrestleMania discussions? Yeah, we're talking favorite retro WrestleMania moments. Uh, can we still count 1997? Yeah, yeah, we're going up to <laughs> WrestleMania 18. All yeah, right, and awesome. I even, in my mind, like, I was looking through, even, like, 19 is, I mean, 19, you still have Rock Austin, so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's Raging Over Party, by the way. What up? <laughs> I didn't know if my voice was recognizable. Um, I don't know what I sound like on the phone. <laughs> sound like a, yeah, it gets weird on the phone. Uh, yeah, you sound like a sweet boy, though. Hey. Oh, I mean, you're you. the sweetest, I, Squeezer. <laughs> Squeezer is definitely the sweetest. I'm like, uh, I'm more of a saccharine sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say my favorite retro WrestleMania moment is uh, probably the, not the actual entrances, but the backstage walkout with Sean and Hunter in China uh, walking out to the ring at WrestleMania 14, as well as Austin's with that little sound that they play underneath it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that, that walk-up. They kind of ape that from Mike Tyson, actually. I guess that's because he was there. That's where that all comes from. Yeah. Because that was like a Tyson thing when he'd come out for his fights. They'd pulse the lights and like a a, a thumping, uh, uh, like low-end sound, doom, doom, doom getting ready for the walkout and then the music would hit. Was that the, what, did Austin have the smashing glass for that entrance too? I believe he did. Like the glass yes. fell in front of him? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was the first time he did that, but I know that it did happen on that one. Yeah, it's always cool. Austin has the best. Like when you hear that glass shatter, the fucking place goes berserk. You know? Mm-hmm. Almost like the first few riffs of Rick Derringer's Real American. Uh, yeah, I don't know if um, one of my later picks. I'm trying to think that might be the first time they did it. My last pick, I think, might be mm. with the spoilers, uh, where they did the, the <laughs> shattered glass. Uh, also, shout out to that time that uh, the Undertaker just murdered Big Boss Man, and it seemingly wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, he hung him. That was when shit <laughs> that was. was... That was on my short list, but I think I talked about that. Um, hell in the cell. In a previous show, yeah, it was a rough hell in the shell, and then cell, and then yet yeah, they, they hang him. I they, thought. They, see, he... I didn't think it was rough. I thought it was a good match, and I thought Bossman held himself pretty well. He got he was in better shape than he ever has been, and I thought he they're doing some pretty good bumps. I didn't think they needed the hanging gimmick to make it. I thought it was good on its own, but I, you know, kind of ruined it with the the you could clearly see he's in some sort of yeah you know harness like like vest mm-hmm. harness like what you know and and he's just hanging there and then they cut to like this wrestlemania is being brought to you by the all-new crispy m&ms <laughs> as he's fucking <laughs> hanging dead and supposedly dead in the ring uh crispy m&ms the a 
official candy of hanging your opponent. <laughs> right, yeah. Boss man. But boss man would get his vengeance by uh, towing Big Show's dead father's <laughs> casket through a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, but at least he was already dead. Right, I guess. Yeah. Boss man is so tough that you can murder him and he just comes back later fine. Right. He'll just be serving hard time. Exactly. Yeah. Cobb County, um, Georgia's yeah, you know, hardest. I also appreciate the fact that uh, I believe, yeah, it was the brood who like swung down on like cables for that. Yeah, team. it was Edge Christian and, and Gangrel. Edge or Christian, but one of them like got stuck up in the raft. <laughs> yeah, you see him just kind of dangling there, like that Peter Pan NBC thing they did like 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm like terrifyingly afraid of heights. Like I can't even handle a ladder, so I can't even imagine that. Oh, I, I love fights. I'd be up there dangling. Dangling. Yeah, no, I'm good. <clears throat> yeah, there's some, some good memories. Uh, WrestleMania moments. Retro WrestleMania moments. And he managed to pick off lists that we didn't pick. So congratulations on uh, right. uh, doing the research. Uh, we, we all collaborated off, off, off screen on this. Make sure we were right. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I cut out for a second because I forgot I had my Bluetooth speaker on and I think all my audio went back to that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a quick shout and uh, I will let you guys get back to it. You want to give a quick plug for your podcast and your Instagram? <laughs> uh, well, I am Josh of the Raging Robot Party cast. Uh, we are currently not recording because our Ryan is essential and we don't know if we have the same germs. So <laughs> uh, we record live. And we're just kind of putting it off for now. Um, but my toy photography, which is also done on the Rage Room About Party Cast Instagram, is still a little bit live. Um, I do what I can out of my backyard, but it's not really the same as shooting from the office because there's so many cool little scenic things around that campus. But I do my best. So yeah. That's still around. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, so maybe we'll figure out some way to do all this through Skype sooner or later, but right now we're just sort of laying low and taking it easy. If you need tips, we, it took us three years, but we kind of perfected it, so just reach out. Okay, I appreciate that. All right, buddy, thanks for calling in. Of course, thank y'all. Later. Thanks, man. Bye. <sighs> okay. Uh, all right, so you wrapped up Sergeant Hogan. I am not switching between beers. I have a beer over here. And then this is my seltzer here, because you got to stay hydrated, folks. Eric and I had a nice conversation via email last night about our favorite uh, giant brand seltzers. So mm -hmm. There's also thing, the Wegmans ones are good. The black cherry is fantastic, and there's also a grapefruit. The ginger from Wegmans is what I prefer. <clears throat> um, all right, so now we're moving on to, let's see. I have a lot to choose from. I'm going to go. I didn't number mine in any particular order. So I'm going to go to, I have to find it first. Finding the stuff with the rad gears. All right, here we go. Here's my next pick. Watch that kid out of there. Go. Oh, it, Goldust is just trying to get out of there. Just, look out. He's running over him. He's going to hit him. He just hit him. He just hit Roddy Piper. This is totally out of hand. Roddy Piper was hit by a car. 
He just hit him. He just hit him with a car. This is from the WrestleMania 10, or I'm sorry, WrestleMania 12, uh, Gold Dust, Hot Rod, Rowdy, Roddy, Piper, Back Lot Brawl. Okay. So this came together in two ways. Uh, first of all, you have Gold Dust in the company. He's creating a lot of uh, controversy because he's androgynous. Uh, secondly, you have uh, Roddy Piper back in the company, and he's looking for something, a spot on WrestleMania. Uh, the idea they were originally going to go with Piper was uh, to get O.J. Simpson there to wrestle him. And I guess it sounded like a good idea at first. They are going to let um, Piper shoot on him and like really beat his ass. And then uh, they were like, well, you know, it's not going to optically look good for the WWF. Uh, but uh, to have uh, O.J. Simpson here, <laughs> regardless of what you think him being guilty or not. So they decided to go against it. And meanwhile... Razor Ramon was refusing to uh, wrestle. Oh, hold on. I got to take a work call. Squeezer, talk to the people. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, ooh, this is going to be awkward. I don't, I don't know where he was going with this. He's got, he's got his uh, plan here. He's got important work call. See, he's important. I'm just, I just tape things. Now I can't go out and tape things right now. So here I am uh, filling. Now here I am uh, talking to myself. And that's... Uh, chaos theory i am really well, he's smiling like is, that doesn't look that important that looks like someone like like they like messed up your barbecue order and you're gonna get extra onion rings or something because they put it in that's the look on my face yeah we'll see anyway anyone else uh i'm a big razor ramon fan um hmm this is awkward. I am the worst at this. Uh, I get, see, because I don't want to just ramble over over top of his thing. Uh, maybe we can go back to one of mine. I think, all right, I'll go with the whole Sergeant Slaughter thing. And it's because we talked about this just the other day. I was such a big G.I. Joe fan. I almost took it as, like, in my world, Sergeant Slaughter was bigger to me. Yeah, I can go for Barbie, too. As a G.I. Joe than oh, as uh, even a wrestler. What the so hell are you talking about? Wrestling world. I'm just rambling on. Did you get your extra onion rings because they screwed up your order? I said you had a smile on your face, and that's the kind of look I would make when the like, <laughs> barbecue place calls. And it's like, no. Sorry. <laughs> Uncle Bick's uh, just memos. It's, really? Yeah, it wasn't. It was, really? it was Trucker. You, you put this on hold for that guy. It was Trucker. Oh, it was Trucker. Yeah. Okay, so back to Goldust. Razor Ramon refused to fight Goldust because of his whole, like, androgynous, but it was a homosexual gimmick, and he wasn't comfortable with it, you know, with his machismo. So he didn't want to wrestle Goldust. Piper couldn't wrestle OJ, so they decided to do this backlot brawl. And I guess Jerry the King Lawler knew somebody in Hollywood. This was an actual, like, Hollywood backlot. So they set it up. They still managed to get some OJ Simpson isms in there because gold dust had this like gold caddy that they they bashed the shit like piper just bashed the living hell out of it i think piper broke his hand too when he punched the the hood um because he has a cast on his hand his hands kind of like like cast it up later and um because the live stuff was after they shot in la and then uh uh he gets away in his gold caddy and piper chases him in a white bronco yeah <laughs> 
So I guess while they were in L.A., Marlena, uh, Terry Reynolds' real wife, they were walking by a lingerie shop, and they said, you should get this little ensemble for under your, your gold dust outfit, and uh, Piper should strip you in the ring to lingerie. Because, yeah, why not? And so they, they the, the match ends live in the ring at WrestleMania 12, and Piper uh, strips gold dust down to his skivvies. And um, it's a fun match, though. It's really, he, they just beat the shit out of each other. Uh, they get busted open, so there's a little red mixed in with that gold. He looks more like his AEW character uh, with <laughs> all that red on there. Uh, what was this, 12? 12, yeah. I might go back and rewatch this one. Yeah, it was a fun, fun match. Oh, my God, he's got to head up with his car. <laughs> Vince really loved hitting people with cars. Oh, yeah, and blowing up cars. Yeah, there was a time where he didn't want, he didn't want you bleeding, but running you over with an automobile blowing you up in an automobile there's a story bruce bruce tells about like they blew up the fink's car he just ribbed the fink they love ribbing the fink they blew up his car and he's like ah ha 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 it's good shit <laughs> uh all right so that was the backlot brawl from wrestlemania 12 here is squeezers next bit cut together all the all the big bumps all, all the, all the high bumps, spots yeah. yep uh, this was the beginning of what would become my god and kill more, them <laughs> one of the more popular gimmick matches out there hell it even spawned its own pay-per-view so and this was the uh the forefather of them all this is the triangle ladder match from wrestlemania 2000 uh between the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. Made them um, all stars. This what this match <clears throat> this match really stole the show. And I mean uh you got uh Benoit and Jericho and Angle in a three way for the IC title and you have uh Triple H versus the Rock for title and this match completely just stole the show. And uh I mean, and to do something like this and to pull it off well uh, says something about both just the way it was booked and just planned and the talent there. Like, this could have been really sloppy, having all that stuff around the tables, the ladders. It could have been very gimmicky. And it wasn't – and this was also at the time um, with, like, the idea of, like, sometimes, like, a hardcore match was just – a bunch of like flimsy cookie trays and and goofy shit and just hitting each other in the head with it. You know, this was like a this was like a real this was more like when people like, oh, ECW, it's all this violent just hitting you with shit. No, no. I looked at, at it as a more creative use of violence. Um, and that's what this was. Like just getting creative with the spots, using the ladders and tables as weapons but not in the way that you would even think 
Um, and then it, it wasn't even as huge as, and then so then they stepped it up again. So this was in March. Then TLC one was the rem was the rematch of this at the next SummerSlam, and then TLC two would be a year from this. So you had like three awesome uh, TLC matches, uh, basically in your like in a row, if you want, kind of in a year. Uh, and but this is the one that that started all, and it's a great match. Um, and they actually like they work it well. Like it's one on ones and stuff, back and forth. It's not uh, a bunch of guys in the ring. Just it, it, it's not sloppy at all. And I mean, yeah, these guys nearly kill themselves. And of course, the problem with it is, um, and I don't want to take anything away from this match because there's some great spots in it. But you compare it to the next couple matches, and those spots just double up and get more and more. The ladders get higher. The tables get stacked. Like This one, Jeff Hardy gets speared. Edge spears Jeff Hardy off the side of the ladder while he's climbing up. It's like, oh, well, what can we do next time? Oh, let's have him hanging from the belt, and then Edge spears him from 15 feet above the ring off a ladder, and they basically just plummet. Like It, was, it got more and more brutal. But this was something that was completely different, and it was... I, mean, I remember... I remember I did I so I saw this later. I remember this was one of those ones, this was a time where you can watch pay-per-views scrambled. So I remember just kind of following along listening to this. Mm. Um we I was spoiled, we had them all. Yeah, well, yeah. But it's a fun little theater of the mind. Yeah. And then you gotta wait until wait until Monday night so you can see all the stilled images of it and then yeah, I remember waiting for this one to come out so I can get it right away. <clears throat> it uh, those spots made all those those teams superstars, and it, it basically was the gimmick of the Dudleys. Like the triple ladder match was one thing, then the Dudleys with the tables. Devon got the tables. They just brought mm -hmm. ECW to yeah. the WWF, and it was great. It worked because it was yeah. so popular in ECW. Uh, I didn't. I was like, oh fuck, Dudleys are going to WWF. And they and then then they lose the tie dye and they put him in the the camo and I'm like ah it's gonna ruin him but no they they mm -hmm. they fucking let them do let them be themselves and uh, I think they kind of left Gangrel right around then yeah they they were already um uh, they'd already parted ways yeah um all right here is my next pick. Well,
table talking to The Rock earlier today. He was a big Hulkamaniac as a young man. So this is Icon versus Icon versus Icon. Rock versus Hogan at WrestleMania 18, the stare down. So they did not expect this. Uh, this came completely off the cuff. Um, so Hogan flew down to Miami to practice this match with uh, Pat Patterson and um, The Rock. And Hogan was like, listen, I'm old. Uh, you know, he, he, I guess he injured his ribs with a match with Rikishi earlier in the month. He's like, I could do the match, but I can't practice it. <laughs> like, it's got to be one or the other. So they went over the spots. They laid out the match, and that was it. So then they came to WrestleMania in Toronto, and people are chanting Hogan. Uh, so right here, they're about to, um, uh, like, lean, like they, they get together, and Hogan whispers to Rock, uh, let, me give, let me bump you. So he throws him down just to see what kind of reaction they'd get, and you're about to hear it. They're tangled up here. They're tangled up. Hogan whispers, let me, let me bump you. Throws him down. Place goes fucking nuts. So immediately, Rock goes to himself. He does, Hogan does the pose, like the Hogan, classic Hogan pop pose, and the place is fucking popping out of control. So Rock automatically knows he's got to, uh, <laughs> yes, he injured his spine. He's got to work as a heel, and Hogan's now working as a baby face. So Rock works the rest of the match. They completely switch their plan. Rock works the rest of the match as a heel. And uh, Hogan does the baby face. And backstage at Gorilla, they're like, shit. God damn it, pal. We got a baby face on our hands. So they sent NWO. They sent Hall and Nash out to attack Hogan after the match. Uh, essentially turning him baby face. So the next day, they flew. Uh, they stayed in Toronto that night. And they flew to Montreal the next day. Hogan did not. He got on the WWF private jet and flew down to Tampa to get the red and yellow. Vince was like, hey, pal, I want you to go down to Tampa. I want you to get the red and yellow. You're a baby face, god damn it. Uh, and he came out the next day to, like, the hugest pop, 17 minutes long in Montreal. Damn. That's Hulk Hogan in 2001. Damn, baby, the best and the best. He he was essentially passing the torch. He said to Rock, but Rock uh, taking it like a uh, like a, a a man and knowing that this is this is Hogan's moment. So I'm gonna work as a heel. You're working the baby face now. This is how we're gonna play it. And the crowd ate it the fuck up. You got to give it to uh, Canada. Canada's wrestling crowds. Those fans know what the fucks up, man. There's always good matches in Montreal, Toronto. You're always gonna get good shit. Uh, uh, it's the only place where Stone Cold's the hottest fucking uh, babyface heel on the planet against Bret Hart, and he goes in that uh, Canada, and he's getting booed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this match was iconic. My only, my only thing that I found weird about this was like the passing the torch. In my mind, like The Rock was already like. Well, it was the same way Andre passed the torch to Hogan at WrestleMania three. Yeah, he, he, Hogan was already a fucking superstar, but Andre putting him over was basically saying, "There go, boss. I will not beat you cleaning the ring." Ah, oh, that's bad, Andre. They weren't sure. <laughs> they were never sure with Andre the Giant uh, if he was gonna win or not. They talk about it, but he'd go out there and he'd change his mind. There's nothing you could fucking do about it. So um, he Hogan saw Andre backstage at WrestleMania three. He's like, "All right, boss, we got this. We're gonna do this." And he's like. We'll see when we go out there. 
Oh, Hulk Hogan, when we got out there at WrestleMania 3, I was squasho like a bug. So he went out there, and, and Andre did the job. He he went to lift him, and he's like, hey, here goes nothing. And he did, and Andre went up, and, and bam. Yeah, Sean, that's handsome squeezer. Yeah, sorry to let you down. No, you're not letting anyone down. Uh, so, yeah, um, same with Hogan. Uh, Rock, Rock was like, I was supposed to go over, but, you know, I wasn't sure if Hogan was going to call an audible in the middle of a match. But he put him over clean in the middle. And um, even though everyone in WCW said he refused to. So, that. Well, would you want to put anyone over in WCW either? Nah, probably not. It wasn't the it wasn't the right environment to try to even help anyone over there. It seems like best artistic use of a Limp Bizkit song. Um, can you artistic? He's use saying of... this WrestleMania they used the theme song. Oh, yes. was Limp Bizkit. Right, because Limp Bizkit I'm that new metal the word art and Limp Bizkit in the same and uh, and you metal that with the umlauts over it new metal new, new metal. We believe in nothing, Lebowski. We merely vanilla, and we got rescued by the princess and Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, new metal was huge. All right, Squeezer, your fourth pick. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present Caesar and Cleopatra. Ladies and gentlemen, our opening ceremonies here at WrestleMania Nine will certainly be a memorable one as you see the gladiators leading Cleopatra and Julius Caesar to our ringside area to not only welcome, as we said, these 16,000 plus here at Caesar's Palace. When Vince we couldn't be preoccupied with doing the announcing. Uh, uh, well, it was uh, Jim Ross's first. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the the this is the epitome of WWF at its ultimate gimmicky. Just when you have guys in gimmicks and then you like completely out gimmick the pay per view. Um, I mean, immediately as soon as you see a shot anywhere, like some a lot of WrestleManias, it's like, oh, what WrestleMania is this? When when you see this, you know it's WrestleMania nine. Um, oh yeah, that guy was there twice. Um, this is a. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it was a shit show. All right, uh, it's not looked highly upon as one of the great uh, WrestleManias of all time. But the gimmick of the Roman gimmick at Caesar's Why? Palace. Why? For having a big match between a monster heel and Bret Hart and then just have a squash with Hulk Hogan in 22 seconds? I mean, it, it was better than Taker fucking. Uh... Isn't that your whole part of the pick? The Taker, the bird? Well, originally, the Taker thing. Then I kind of. Because originally, I was just not even a Taker that match, but. The him coming out with the bird was just it was awesome. Right. That was like the highlight of the entire show. Um, I remember watching this at a buddy's house when he him. Uh, his parents ordered it, and I thought it was the coolest thing. Like this, like the 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 pageantry of the whole Roman thing, and um, 
Yeah, I, don't, I was it, weirded it, out that it was still daylight. I didn't understand the situation. Yeah. I was an idiot kid. Yeah. Uh, it, it still seems... Well, no, because WrestleMania usually starts earlier than normal, right? Yeah, no, it started at 7 back then. Started at 7? Yeah. Um, but still, that's... Yeah, take a wrestle Giant four. Gonzalez, right? Giant Gonzalez, yeah. And it was... Yes. Um, but... Uh, I just love like the pageantry around it and all the Roman shit and uh, Bobby DeBrain Heenan coming out on the camel backwards. Backwards, yeah. Um, and then literally the pomp and circumstance, Macho Man being carried out on a litter um, <laughs> with dancers surrounding him. It's perfect. Uh, I left the clip go along there a little bit. If you heard and Jim Ross talking about how the pachyderm, he's talking about the elephant and how important it is in Roman society and culture and how Hannibal rode these elephants over the Alps. I'm like, yes, Jim, but he wasn't Roman. Right, brother. He was a Carthaginian. Oh. Killed a lot of Romans. Do your fucking research. Only like four elephants left by the time they got over the Alps anyway. So <laughs> come on, Jim. No, you're no come on. Um I don't it, it doesn't really hold up, especially when you look at other outdoor WrestleManias. Um it, it it definitely looks This like year was supposed dated. to be outdoor, right? Tampa Bay. Well, not this year. Well, it was supposed to be outside. To, this yeah. one was in a in a warehouse. Yeah. Um uh and uh oh, was going oh, the big thing. The, the togas. Big show. Oh yeah, the togas. Your announcers are wearing togas. Hey pal, I want you in a toga. I can't yeah, you got two doinks, um, double doinks, and then yeah, that uh, that that finish. Wait, with, why would this had one of my favorite matches ever though? The no hitting in the face between the model Rick Martel and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> right, that was this one. Uh, I think so. I don't. I didn't watch the whole card over again. I I just went through to look for all the. They're such beautiful shit. I am such a beautiful man. You cannot hit me in the face. <laughs> Um, it was yeah, right after never... the super kick of Marty Jannetty, the start of HBK. Yeah, it never. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, would you say that Yokozuna was a transitional champion here? <laughs> well, the belt went right back on him. Yeah, so I, it was. I don't know, Bruce. Like, if you want to hear one of the most cantankerous ever uh, something to wrestle with, <laughs> listen to the, them talk about WrestleMania Nine because Bruce just keeps defending the decision, saying like, "We wanted Hogan for the the European tour to have the strap," and and he's like, "He wasn't on it," <laughs> <laughs> you know. And um, it was kind of you know shitty. Brett loses to Yokozuna, and uh, Yokozuna is the champ for. 22 seconds until Hogan, you know, he's, he's just, he squashes one of the best wrestlers in the business. It's a big monster. And then Hogan could take him out with a big boot and a leg drop with a black eye. Because me and the Mega Maniacs, brother, we got in a boating accident. <laughs> a lot of people say it was because Macho Man punched him in the face. Because um, uh, Liz, it was around the time of their divorce. And Liz was hanging out with Linda a lot, and Macho called the house, and, and Hogan's like, he's not here, bro. She's not here, brother, brother. I'm telling you, brother. Don't be lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> so the rumor was 
Oh, that was model HBK was something. Who did HBK wrestle in the sun? I got to Google with the rad years. You don't have the match list in front of you, Squeezer? Oh, uh, Tatanka. Oh, it was Tatanka. Tatanka yeah. Michaels for the IC title. Uh, Joe Singh, is that SummerSlam 92, maybe? 90, yeah, 92. That was the no hitting in the face match. Classic match. Um, all right. WrestleMania 9, good pick. Here is my last pick. A classic WrestleMania moment. So, yeah, Willie Nelson sings a beautiful rendition of America the Beautiful. Vince loved America the Beautiful, I guess, over the national anthem. But the thing it's I... It's a better song. The, yeah. The, 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 the thing I marked out huge as a kid is Willie Nelson is wearing every gimmick they sell at the merch stand here that he could get on. <laughs> He's got the official Hogan t-shirt, which I had. My dad got a free one, so he gave it to me. He's got the Hogan bandana on. He's got the Brad Hart sunglasses on over that. And he's wearing the toy fucking world champ championship belt. And you're like, oh, shit. He's got all the things I want. His mom let him go to the merch stand and get more than puffy stickers. Aw. Hey, puffy stickers are awesome. Yeah, puffy stickers are awesome. I mean, it's no Bret Hart sunglasses, Hogan... Hogan bandana, Hogan t-shirt, toy championship wrestling belt. All the gimmicks. He's just wearing it all over his shit. He didn't give a shit. He's Willie fucking Nelson. He's probably high out of his mind. Him and Bruce probably just fucking smoked right before he came out. Bruce said he'll never smoke with Willie again. The fans are going crazy for Willie! Yeah, you got to Google it. Just Google a picture of it. He's got all the gimmicks on. <laughs> and it's moments like that. Like, the celebrities were such a part of WrestleMania. Like, WrestleMania 11, it was, it was the tutorial guy from fucking NYPD Blue and Pam Anderson and Jenny McCartney and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And, and uh, I mean, Burt Reynolds was, was there. Uh, uh, Bob Eucher famously got choked out by Andre the Giant. <laughs> Uh, Avira was at WrestleMania too. Uh, the, the celebrities are everywhere. Um, star studded. Uh, and then uh, what Vince said is he wanted to make uh, by WrestleMania 14 with Austin. Like they were now the celebrities, so mm -hmm. they didn't need any celebrities. Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming down dressed as Uncle Sam with his <laughs> tongue out. <laughs> oh boy. Ah, that's fun. Here, Squeezer. Let's mute this. I'm actually, I have to play this off the network. A clip of this Willie Nelson singing the American Beautiful does not exist anywhere. Play it right off the network. Here, <laughs> uh, here is your last pick. Oh my goodness, they don't care where they take this thing. Their heart is spinning. Months and months of frustration from Stone Cold Steve Austin. These two men are, are beating and battering each other. Hit that drunk with a jacket on. This is what WrestleMania is about. This is what WrestleMania was about. Oh, the, high, so, the high events. <laughs> WrestleMania 
13. Uh, this was in uh, 97. And this was, uh, you want to call it Austin's coming out party? It, really? it, I mean, in Austin's opinion, best goddamn match I ever had. <laughs> yeah. And it is. It's fantastic. It was great. Um, and it's brutal. And that imagery, that shot that they still used forever of the bloodied Austin screaming in pain in the sharpshooter. Um, and to think that Vince wasn't too happy at the moment with all that blood, he sure did use it a lot right, once he right. had it in the can. Yeah, they, they did that uh, off script. They just planned that behind them. They weren't supposed to yeah. cut. Um, but uh, Brett was like, we need to get color. and Yeah, and did he ever. Yeah. And it didn't seem like initially it wasn't that bad of a job, but if you watch throughout the match, Austin is just working it the entire time. Yeah. Um, he, he's dripping pretty good right after it. It's after he head, goes head first into the guardrail and takes out the timekeeper. Yeah. He um, tried to make it look like he got it the hard way, but I, I'm pretty but, sure he yeah. bladed. But he was really working it. And even to the end of the match, like right before he passed out, he's just smashing his forehead in the yeah. match, just rubbing it, smearing right. blood, getting it all over the place. Yeah. And it looked so cool. Yeah. Um, again, this is right before I was just kind of really jumping all in. But, uh, I mean, it's that shot's iconic. And uh, this is, what, six months before? Six, screw seven job. months before a screw job? Yeah. Um, and, and Brett was naturally, like, turning heel. He wasn't even turning heel. The crowd was. You yeah, know, this like, was... They were, they All did a behind Austin. They did a this match was a swap. So yeah, he came. Brett came in babyface. Austin came in heel, and they left the other way around. And that's the yeah. next day. Vince was like, oh, "I'm gonna need you to go heel, but only in America. <laughs> Everywhere else, you'll be a babyface. They love you in Canada." <laughs> uh, a very, very jacked Ken Shamrock uh, was your special guest referee. This is no sleeves. Uh, so he was. Um, at this point, I think he was fighting in Japan, um, but uh, they clearly he was not being tested. They do not go through the vigorous testing procedures and like they do now. Um, his veins had veins. Goddamn, pal, you look so vascular. Oh, I'm sure look at him. <laughs> loved it, and that was that was his first. Uh, Special guest refereeing gig. He'd actually have a, a couple more. And then Shamrock was one of my favorites when he wrestled. I I loved watching him. I liked Ryan Shamrock. Um, I was a big Ryan Shamrock fan. Um, this was a, a great match. It starts off with them just brawling in the crowd, beating the hell out of each other. Eventually, it somehow makes its way to the ring. Uh, it's a submission match, um, meaning. Any submission counts, I guess, including wrapping an extension cord around Brett. Har I'm sorry, a live extension cord because, you know, wrapping an electric cord around someone's throat is one thing. But if there's electricity going through it, that's going to make that much of a difference. Uh, unless you're in like a bathtub, <coughs> it's, you know, um, it was brutal. They really beat the hell out of each other in this match. And, and the finish, too, is great. Or... Austin's in the sharpshooter. He's smearing the blood. The camera's right in his face. Um, and he gets out or almost gets out of it. You think he's going to break the sharpshooter, and then Brett like, snaps it back in before Austin finally passes out, uh, and Shamrock calls for the bell. Then, So if it wasn't already enough of a heel turn, Brett then proceeds to just beat down on Austin in his legs. Shamrock breaks it up. And 
another ref comes in. I think it was was it Mike Kyoto. I think comes in to help, try to help Austin up, and takes a stunner uh, for his uh, efforts. And then Austin limps back uh, on his own accord, and that kind of like solidifies the legend, like that he, like he so much he was already the tough guy. God damn, uh, pal! <laughs> Can't do an Austin. Sorry. Yeah. Now, now he's already now he's just in everyone. He became a star that night. Did you watch the um, Broken Skull sessions with Bret Hart? No. It's really good. It's really good. Um, those so far, I like them all except the Goldberg one. Uh, but I, I hope they do more. I want to see one with HBK. I want to see what uh, Stone Cold and HBK get into the nitty gritty. I'm sure that's but, next. He's done Undertaker, Kane, Goldberg, and Bret Hart. That'd be good. Uh, I'll I'll check it out. <laughs> Add it to your list. To Is it list. behind or above Community? Uh, I'll probably put it above because it's like a one-off where it's community. I gotta go all in um huge boot like he really both of them like they did their jobs like austin was over huge pop and brett got the some of the loudest boos i mean they they wanted to turn on him that's the thing brett screwed brett. Um, <laughs> and and vince like and it's funny too because in hindsight knowing what you know about vince like you know being the boss like him doing commentary, he's clearly not happy about the blood. Yeah. How he even said at one point right after he was opened up, he's like, uh, if it were up to me, I would say that they should stop this match right now. <laughs> like, uh, are you telling us something, Vince? Uh, and then uh, a couple times he was saying at the end, towards the end of the match and after the fact, uh, it was a good match, but all that blood, it's just unnecessary. That's not what we're all about. Uh, and... You know, yeah, they got an earful on uh, backstage too. Yeah, but the wrestlers loved it. Good match, pal. But what the hell's with the blood? Yeah, <laughs> everyone else thought it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure Vince didn't like it then, but I'm sure he became a fan of it over time because it made him it made his star. Mm. And there was plenty of blood to come. So that's true. Uh. Well, this has been fun talking about uh, WrestleMania on our Radamania Retro WrestleMania Live talk along. We only had one guy talk along, our friend Josh at Raging Robot Party Cast. Uh, just a little shout out to the if you're looking at my Hasbro guys and you're like, where do you get that cool belt? These are from Wrestling Figure Workshop. I have tons of belts. He makes them in the black he is the the lavender he's got the blue i see in the blue world title you could get them all from his ebay page wrestling figure workshop really cool stuff if you collect hasbros you need the belt because it's they're made in the same style of the hasbro belt that came with the ring back in the day so it's very cool um but yeah i think that's it for our, our uh radamania episode um anyone have any final thoughts you call uh the number is 484-262-9645 and uh you tell us what you think you talk along with us but make sure you write that number down and call us tomorrow where we're watching an episode of brave star who would have picked that one uh, that squeezer picked i will put 
the Brave Star up today, so you guys will all have it. It'll be on radiers.com, so you could watch it ahead of time or watch it, uh, you know, watch it fresh. Fallen Idol. Fallen Idol. Um, all right. So uh, one last yeah, fire for everybody, and oh, one last tiger, Macho Tiger impression. So I do Joe Exotic does Macho Man. I'm the fucking cream of the fucking crop, motherfucker. That's kind of Jim Cornette-ish there. Um, but Macho well. Man. Yeah, do you like the big dicks in the porn or the small dicks in the porn? Yeah, because if you like the big dicks, you're already gay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love you. I fucking know, motherfucker. <laughs> Nothing like a fucking blaster at your side. All right. I'll do the impressions all night, but tomorrow at noon... Lunch break. I'm RK. Oh, I'm squeezer. We'll see you tomorrow.